Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're from. Hope you're having a good day. It's That's What She Said. Thank you to Sportsbet Georgie Parker here. Joined with me is Bubs Barbieri, former Matilda's captain, and Ashley Nelson, um, just a person from WA. How are we? Former Santa Maria hockey captain. Well, there you go. That's something I didn't know. That's something I didn't know about you. I'm running out of things to say about you guys, to be honest. I I don't know what to say about you. Any input? Um, What do you want? I think I said nice things. I debuted. I debuted for my country 18 years ago today. It's a very long time ago. Well, 20 years ago today, (laughs) two years prior, was the year that that walker got disqualified from... The Olympic from the fifty k walk. Can you imagine walking? That's it. Can you imagine walking forty nine point? What is it? Two kilometers to get disqualified when no one's near you. No one's was near her. Yeah, you're out. You're out in front. I remember it like it was yesterday. The feeling of seeing that stupid judge, like trying to get in her way and I'm like what's this guy doing and then he pulls out the red card and uh, we were just uh, we were just so upset for her and they they decided to disqualify her a lot earlier but only to get to her right when she enters the stadium. (laughs) Oh it's actually awful but have you guys ever done the walk because we had to do it at school it's actually once you finish it, it's really hard to walk normally. So it's actually it's really really difficult. So mm-hmm. I can imagine why she was like kind of running because you can't just go. I'm just going to slow and stroll over the line because your knees and everything are a bit weird. I've got um, two things on this. First of all, yeah. what is the guy doing now that carded her? I think that would be a fascinating insight, and he must be like on the list of most hated people, just slightly below parking inspectors <laughs> that gave me a six dollar fine the other day um, in East Perth. I'm coming for you. So I would like to know what he's doing and how bad he fit, like felt at the time, and if he carries that guilt around with him every day. Um, and then, second of all, I've just forgotten what I was going to comment on. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it was a strategic move oh. that the back of his head was on the camera, so you don't actually get to see his face. It, it pans to Jane as she's like crumbling to the ground. Other official who just doesn't know what to say and is cuddling her. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm so happy that Ro- Robot Bumps is back for this session. <laughs> We've missed her. It's okay, Babs. We missed you. Opens again. It won't. We didn't even discuss this. Yes. I remember what I was going to say. My second point. Okay, go on. I walked around. (laughs) I walked around the Swan River one time, and there was a young group of power walkers that were in training. So they were state level power walkers. This was like a couple of years ago. They would have beat you running. Oh, for sure. But what an odd sport. Can we call it a sport? But what an odd discipline to tell <laughs> no, us as a, as a kid. Like who would get the kid into power walking? We had a girl that did it and because she was a good long distance runner but she wasn't great. So this was what she did instead of distance running. So it's a poor man's running. If yeah, not, I think so. Well, I'm not cool, sure. I go into it. Well, it's to be honest, but they literally would walk faster than we run. Like, no hands down, they would do that. 
But that's that's my experience from this one girl who I knew who did it was because she wasn't good enough to run. And it's like Jess Trengrove, and she said that she she was a ten thousand meter runner, and she not goes, I wasn't fast enough for ten thousand meters, so I had to go to marathons. And she's gone to two Olympics um, as a marathon runner, and will probably qualify for a third. But that's why she did marathon running. So I guess in athletics, you kind of do go to what you're best at and what you got most chance at. It's like the athletes. They're not the best at one, but they're pretty good at 10. You're systematically ticking off insulting every single. <laughs> well, it's true. They, <laughs> Swimming's not, not a sport. sport. <laughs> Walking's not as good as running. But, well, no, that's it. this is just what I've been told. But decathletes and heptathletes, they're not the best at at. That like at one, but they're very good at multiple. <laughs> yeah, well, like that, but it's and like they're us. crazy. They've got to go you know, and do their fifteen hundred meter, but then they've also got to be able to jump a pole vault. Like they're crazy athletes. They're not sports so people. We We've gone through go this. Into, but, yeah. What? 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 I thought I thought it had to do with the shape of their legs because my bow legs would be really <laughs> my great. Too. Wasn't good at walking. Yes, Ash. Well, what would we go into oh. then um, if we didn't make it as hockey players? I mean, what's our next option? Well, potentially with my weight behind me, it might be like a shot put hammer throw situation. Right, short, nuggety, powerful. Yeah, powerful. Oh, on June. I, I was pretty good at discus. Yeah. I could throw that bad boy, but I, I don't have the long it. levers. I could discus it, but I don't have the long levers. Mm. I don't know. I don't think athletics was for me. I was okay at 200, not fast, but I was pretty good. They're very good at running things like that. Well, you're a goalkeeper. What do you do, um, Bubs? 10-metre specialist. I was going to say judo. Judo. Oh, but we're talking about short, athletics, nuggety, aren't we? Muscly. Am I no, no, I was just thinking oh, any okay, sport sorry. in general. That's I mean, fun. I want to keep okay. my options open. I honestly don't know whether or not I had any ability to go into any other sport. Um. I once got mistaken for a volleyballer and I go, I looked down and up and go, really? <laughs> I look, libido. Well, yeah, libido. you would be the libido. libido. It's, uh, it's a libido. Libero, yeah. We, we had that, we called that position, do you remember? The free anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, well, the happy 20-year anniversary for uh, getting disqualified, Jane Seville. <laughs> is that left? I'm still looking for a shout-out. Um, to what? make things a little bit better, I've actually got a public service announcement. Okay, yes. Um, announcement, public service announcement. Rumour has it that Violet Crumble is being turned into shake form. Now, we've spoken about Violet Crumble on this show before and you two especially have not spoke, speak, spoken about it in great light. Well, I... No, but I feel in liquid form it would be <laughs> yes, the bomb. Because the, the honeycomb, it's good. I um, oh, I just wanted to yeah. sort of get a little bit of insight as to whether or not it excited you or not because I, I, oh, didn't really, I didn't really have an opinion on it because I'm not a huge Violet Crumble slash crunchy person. Like I didn't really care what one someone gave me. But I, I knew that you were very passionate <laughs> about the old crunchy compared to the Violet Crumble. Well, and then when they've released the Violet Crumble I, Shake, I thought that you might have thought that they made a great mistake in not actually giving the shake to the crunchy. I I I find that the 
the, the the main thing about the violet crumble is the texture. I prefer the crunchy texture right. over and the violet I crumble. Think, so this negates that. though in certain things you need the texture of the violet crumble because it doesn't, um, because it's not as soft, sometimes you need that. Uh, it's quite fragile, really, isn't it? You kind of need that, yeah. But in saying that, I, and I, I'm all about um, honeycomb milk, um, the nippiest iced honeycomb Comb. chocolate, yes. whatever milk, is the best milk on the market. So nippies I feel as though this could rival bigger, it. Um, it's too small, but that's probably a good thing. If you've read, if you've read the, the back of it, it might be a good thing once you read the nutritional information yeah yes but don't you think all yes, of it's my probably all then go have got bigger <laughs> in recent times so whenever you go they're always like you know 600 mil versions where nippies to say true to this their fruit box version um yeah they're about 375 my yeah but yeah. also those other ones say serves two jokes because i'm really anyway yeah <laughs> i'm about the size because <laughs> i'm two people moment. um all right, let's get. Should we get into it, or should we just keep going? Um, keep going. What about? I've got. A, I've got keep a going. fun fact as well, if you want. No. Oh well. All right, go. Give us a fun okay. fact. Well, this is actually sporty, so I feel as though I can include this. Um, all right. Go now, ahead. as uh, you guys might have seen, Miami Heat won this morning, which means they've gone through to the NBA final against the LA Lakers. I don't know if you've been watching the. I'm uh, sad NBA. about this. Because the old Nuggets as a are Nuggets man, I'm a I'm a massive Nuggets fan. Yeah, both basketball and finals. Yeah, well, we um, just you didn't make it through. Out. So. Yes, no, anyway, it should have been two, but um, ended up being four one. L.A. Lakers obviously are in there, which means that the King King LeBron has um, made it through as well. And fun fact, he now has more NBA final appearances then all but three franchises. So the Lakers have got through to finals 32 times, Celtics 21, Warriors 11, and then it's LeBron James with nine. And then after that, it goes to the Knicks. So how impressive that, is that? <laughs> the only thing is, is that he's only had three wins out of nine finals appearances. And the last time that he actually was in the finals was um, when, when he was playing for the Miami Heat when they won. So now he's facing his old side. Um, so it's all the a little bit... You know, that, that is a fun fact. And while we're on fun facts about sporting fun facts, I'll give you this one. If Lockie Neal, who's a front runner to win the Brownlow, mm. uh, uh, plays for Brisbane Lions, former Frio player, South Australian boy he is, he's from a little town southeast of South Australia. If he wins it, he will be the eighth successive player who didn't grow up in a town or suburb with a McDonald's. The eighth if successive that, player. Yes. So so, so now you know so why you have Gary a, Ablett a brown, Jr., Matt Critters, Nat Fife. Who Paddy? Who's Paddy? Dangerfield, duh. Dusty, Tom Mitchell, Nat Fife, and then it'll be Lockie Neal. Yes. All of them have grown up in town or suburbs without McDonald's. And that might be it's a spooky fun fact. Why grew up? How is that possible, oh, did, first of did all? Way, McDonald's. Yeah. Did Wade you have a Macca's? No, we used to go play hockey in Narijan and our special treat was chicken treat. So we were fueled on chicken treat. Um, but yeah. I'd be interested to see how many of those players actually got a Brownlow 
based on getting chicken treat um, once a week when they went to their, you know, destination where their central town was. Um, No, McDonald's, the closest McDonald's would have been, you know, in Perth. So I could really grab my medal. We had our – I'm the same. My closest – we didn't have one when I was growing up there. It came after not even in my town, in the town down the road. We were the same. They had a KFC there. And it used, however, it was the next closest big town. Um, and we used to get it on the way home from playing in Redmark as well. Um, and in our region, I guess Mark Rusciuto won a Brownlow medal and he's from town over. So well, uh, Nat Fife is from Lake Grace, uh, which is close to my town. So he definitely would have popped into Chicky Treat. Um, in Narragin a few times. I'm pretty well, confident about Chiki that. Well, Chicky Tree and I reckon Chicky Tree and um, KFC, probably on par with, you know, just chicken. Can I just, can I just say treat. that I've you never don't have heard chicken of treat. Chicky Treat ever All right. in my entire and life. And do you know what? This no, Chicken Tree combo, it doesn't exist in Victoria. Um, would you know what, though, guys? This is actually going to segue very nicely into our next segment because we have done a people's poll everyone on my twitter during the week mm. bubs barbieri would you like to tell us what you said you asked us yeah so and i was stories can you say that again and Courtney google can you say that again no, the whole thing. Sorry. Courtney, you... <laughs> I wasn't... Oh, the whole thing. cut this. You were... I don't know, but you What's were... What's wrong you... with my internet? You are Did you hear that? Go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I was on my Instagram and Courtney Eugle's story came up and she asked the question, um, is it granny or grandy? Do you say granny or grandy? And I'm like, what are you talking... This can't be grand final talk. And, yes, she was actually asking the question. And I think she spent a a bit of time in WA. So I put it to the, you know, the WhatsApp group amongst us. And I said, is this a thing? Because if it is, I don't want any part of it. I waiting. Like, it was like you were fishing. You were, you were. And I'd said I'd heard both, but I say granny. And when I look back at it, I don't really think I had heard both until I went to, it was the amateur footy. Um, grand final on the weekend and I went there and I heard it so many times. Even Jacob said it and I just, like, was shaken. That's not (laughs) – I've never really (laughs) thought about it. I've never heard that before and I do think that that's a WA thing. So I put it on a poll. But this is the type of response. I asked one of the guys from work, born and bred Melbourne guy, and this is what he's had to say. Uh, Hi. Um, Just responding to your voice memo. Um, I say granny every day of the week, twice on Sundays. Who the fuck says granny? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard is, is granny every single day of the year. All the best. So what he's trying to say is that he calls it granny. <laughs> <laughs> and twice on Sundays. It's um, it's caused a it's caused a stir on socials. It's been our biggest I, people, people's poll. We have at the moment we're recording this on a Monday evening, and at the moment we have had over four and a half thousand votes. 
that's a good sample size. To 93% granny, 7% grandy. This is a bigger victory than... Does that represent the the population of Australia in WA? I replied to Bubs saying Saying, I say grandy. I say grandy. And I felt as though that was a very common term here in WA and that it would be a fairly significant, you know, or a fairly even result when you put it to the people's poll. I went into this quite confident. Um, Like me with my Guernsey. (laughs) Yes, you with your Guernsey. Um, And I have been shocked as to the percentages as to people going granny and grandy uh, because as it currently stands, um, as of about two hours ago, it was 6% that was saying grandy. Um, And then I thought we might make a bit of a late run, but we've only really increased by 1% to 7% saying grandy compared to the rest saying granny. So I might have to eat my words, maybe, but I would like to say this. Sometimes it is about the quality, not the quantity. And I've had several people on Twitter as well, rather than just bag me out, like I've been receiving some pretty heavy criticism. Um, <laughs> I got told that I was shameful, that I am misrepresenting WA and I'm a passionate <laughs> WA person. But I've had people back me in. I have had the ASICS WA state manager, um, Stuart Johnson, back me in. I've had a Channel 9 news reporter, a sports reporter, Michael Atkinson in um, Queensland, back me in. No, he Ash- said Queensland to say it, but he also he also said nobody does it, but we say grandy if we do. They say grand final or GF over there. He said he, you go no, on to taking other that as a win. Um, <laughs> Ashley Renshaw from the State Football Commission says that, and Scott Lysett, former Eagle, now Port player, he has been. Do you know what though? It is written, it is documented as Grandy. And so I don't think that I'm completely in the wrong here. There's also, and I thought this was an SA versus, like, I thought this was a WA thing. Until Scott Lysett is from Sejuna, Sejuna South Australia. Australia. There's also here Ben Nelson, a South Australia and former Carton player, no has said the SA me. football budget is published by Blutter. Grandy, he says Grandy. That's another South Australian. And now I'm questioning my state because if this is a South Australian (laughs) thing, I'm ashamed if it is because I've never heard this before, but maybe I have because it's kind of like you've put it in my little brain here, my very little brain here, um, Bubs, and it's like when you're looking, you're you're going to buy a new car, you've just bought a new car and you've never seen it before and then suddenly... You see it everywhere. You see it absolutely everywhere. And <laughs> yeah. that's what I did. I'd never heard it before. And then on the weekend, I hear multiple people, including my husband, I'm sure he said it to me before, say it to me. So I was very shocked. I would like to have this, Ash, because a lot of people have actually sent me screenshots of them reporting the tweet because they're saying it's offensive. Reporting the tweet? <laughs> the term, the am term I, grand. Am I, am I going to actually be kicked off Twitter? Am I going to lose my blue teeth? <laughs> I've also had I've also had this one. Uh, this was when he only had two thousand votes. Five percent of nearly two thousand votes is still almost a hundred people who deserve to be arrested. I had someone else said this is definitely not a Palmer versus Palmy because that 
there's a big like that's a state-based thing and it's probably you know that's what this is but no no because somebody said this is more of an espresso versus espresso (laughs) situation where one is definitely wrong (laughs) (laughs) we've had the bell tower times we've had the bell tower times said baseless slander (laughs) That's because you're paying out on WA. <laughs> WA, they clearly aren't on board with it. But that does it's- hurt because <laughs> I feel as though now I'm going to have a lot of hatred from WA people based on them recognising that it's slander. This could be problematic. It, it, it's it's an interesting take, and I just wonder how far it's it's going to go. Um, My reputation look, could have been damaged because of yeah. this. Um, it could be you because I've, yeah. I tried to go under the radar with this as well, um, but I feel as though you have actually broken <laughs> the bro code and um, I don't know what this the equivalent is- of the girls' code is, but you took a screenshot of me saying, I never say granny, I always say grandy, and you posted it to Twitter. So well, do you our know private what? WhatsApp group is now, <laughs> and you should be worried about this, Bubs, because this affects you too. Nothing that you say on our WhatsApp group, which <laughs> actually is quite dangerous, now nothing that we say is safe because next minute Georgie Parker's just going to post it up there as evidence to try and bring us down. It's a bit of tall poppy syndrome going on here. I, well, firstly, I t- only took out what I wasn't needing to do. But it's quite funny because Dana White has hit out at Conor McGrenner for exposing their private messages to each other prior to the UFC's legend retirement early this year. And he said here, it's one of the dirtiest things you can do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're like, look, after Dana White and Conor McGregor. I'm, I mean, we're pretty close. We're pretty close. I am Conor. <laughs> I'd be quite happy being Dana White. Um, I wouldn't mind having their bank account. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I feel as though it is in some ways a comprehensive victory based on the numbers to you. But as far as the quality that I've got backing me up, I'm still not going to concede. And I would, you know, if I was going to do a report, I would have a brandy in there. Andy Ma. Oh, firstly, that's a lie because... Okay, firstly, we've got some very big backers, including Andy Ma. He's one of the best, greatest guys in in sport no, broadcasting. That's because you've got a little personal thing going on with Andy as far as no, no. friends, and I, I just feel as though that that's a, a, a compromise there. Like he's not um, – he can't truly be objective in this because, you know, you get Ash on Renshaw so well. is one of my – Ash Renshaw is firstly one of our most loyal fans. She'll be listening. And secondly, she's one of my good friends. So she's gone against me as well. But I would like to say that you are full of shit if you said that you, if you were going to a reporting a thing, because you've actually come (laughs) here and you've said, you've said, (laughs) I can't even find it. I made comment on the South Fremantle ahead of their grand final versus Claremont. And I said, didn't want to risk saying Brandy. I felt it would detract from the story it's, because it's if actually, I put because I was almost going to put Granny slash Grandy, and then I went, "This isn't the time for me to be drawing the attention away from Hayden Schloeth getting the tick of approval to go play for South Fremantle in the Waffle Grand Final." If I put Granny slash Grandy, then everyone wouldn't oh, have been please. looking at that. They would have been going, "What the hell is this lady talking about? Why can't she make a decision on if it's Granny or Grandy?" 
now there's all this indecision <laughs> but, in my head and I, I don't know what to do. Guys, it's it's also like pushed on a lot of other questions though, because somebody here has said has said um uh what she said, they also say check side and bounce down. I as in like bounce check down as in you started the game, what? it's a bounce down. Check yeah. What are, that's what I say, bounce down. No. What do you call yeah. it? What do you call it? Oh. The bounce. I'll no, cop the bounce, bounce. But do you know what it's this bounce said for quarter past 2 p.m. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. And I'll cop bounce. The bounce is at 2 p.m. This person's here said it's a ball up. And if you d- disagree with me, we need to organize a transport to a psych ward. <laughs> so, well, firstly, it, and I just said, but they bounce oh, it okay. down. <laughs> Like, the only reason why they ball it up is when they don't have the ability to bounce it down. Bounce it down. So there's another one. There's also somebody well, who said that they bit, say right? ammies, not ammos, instead of amateurs. Amateur. To shorten amateurs, I say ammos. Um, I mean, I don't go to amateur football much, so I don't often say ammos. But when I do, it's like you go to the ammos. Not no, Amis. I've never heard Amis. I just, I don't even use either. You'd say amateur. Yeah. Yeah. I but I, I shorten everything, don't I? Ah. <laughs> good was that good? There. That was really good. Yeah, that was a good one. Listen, I think Thank that you. there's always going to be different sort of things, but the whole ball up and bounce down, very, very different. Ball up, you could probably say, what, basketball? That's basketball. Mm. Anyway. So wrong sport. That's no, ball up that in basketball. basketball is a toss, but anyway. Ball up in basketball. A jump ball, ball but it's ball that. up. A jump yeah, ball. ball. It's not a toss. It's not a toss. A ball up. I'd also jump say ball. ball up because when they do this, it's ball up. Yeah. Jump ball. Yeah, but you can say that as you no, can do it's that a as a well. jump ball, but it also what? cop ball up. I would not. I would not. I would not cop this toss. Is hilarious. This is a toss. I would not cop toss, but you would cop. This is great. Anyway, wow. It's a jump ball, yeah. I just want to apologise to listeners for having to listen to this for 15 minutes. (laughs) But, Grant, yes. No, they're arguing with us in their car. You don't say that. They are arguing. They're either agreeing or they're like, what the hell are you talking about? I say don't reply to us on Twitter then. If you're going to reply to us on Twitter, you listen in and you find out a little bit more about what we're talking about. (laughs) Here, here. It's our favourite time of the week, Ash. Tough, Nelson. (laughs) Go on, Ash. Okay. That was said through gritted teeth. Um, Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Half Nelson, <clears throat> Mike Brady <laughs> has been asked to sing up there Kazali at the MCG as part of the pre-game entertainment for the AFL Grand Final this year. He is going to sing it, though, from the MCG, not the Gabba, as a bit of a nod to the Melbourne to kind of say, hey, unfortunately we can't have it there because of obvious reasons, but we're still thinking of you. Um I kind of got thinking as to, you know, grand final sort of performances and maybe times in your career um, where you have been involved in some kind of singing, dancing, acting, 
uh, event where it really has been worthy of a grand final performance. Now, I'm not paying out on Mike Brady because I think actually he can sing up there because Ailey very, very well. And it's a great choice that he's been involved. Do you think you should be doing it from the Gabba, though? Do you think that they're getting a little bit stinged that the pre-game performance is done through a screen? So it's like you can have the grand final, but you can't have the They still have Powderfinger playing there, though. So they've still got other people going to the Gabba, but this is just kind of like that sentimental value. Maybe Mike couldn't go on quarantine for a couple of weeks, so I thought, hey, why not just play him at the MCG, which would be a weird thing playing in front of an empty crowd or empty MCG. But either way, um, I just kind of thought, what would have been in your career right throughout your life your grand final performance that was worthy of a mention um, and that you would put forward if you got asked by Gil McLaughlin, hey, come on down to the MCG. Give me give me an example, Ash. Um, well, I've got a number of different performances. Um, I was quite the triple threat singer, dancer, actor growing up. Now, um, I would you, start... Ash, you pissed yourself when you were doing a ballet performance <laughs> when you were four. Which I did. <laughs> That's a true story. I'm glad that you brought that back up. But that was the low point in my ballet career because I ended on a high. I got a highly commended at the Narragin of Stedford for my portrayal of Red Riding Hood um, in one of my dance acts. Now, you can't tell me that that's not a pretty good effort at the Narragin of Stedford to get a highly commended. It involved a lot of listening for the wolf and a lot of pointing. Um, and I still remember I had a banging outfit, which was like a tutu with a nice red hood, uh, hood which had like a gold trimming to it. So that was pretty high up there. Um, the other solid um, performance that I gave was at the Cozen Up Drama Festival where I did a rendition of um, the rhyme, not the rhyme, I would say like the, the poem, His Tark. Um, do, do you two remember the poem His Tark? Sing it, tell it to park. us. The night is very dark. If you're to go a mile or so across the possum park, step light, keeping to the right. No, 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 anyway, you can no, just, but you did a great job you, just then. You can see where I'm going with this. Um, so that earned me a highly commended as well. So I'm going to put those two forward. Well, I actually, mine's for acting, guys, because. For my two years at Collingwood Football Club, they believed that I was professional. So <laughs> yeah, they Wait, thought Collingwood thought you were professional. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. away. They thought that I was a professional athlete and I had them wrapped around my finger. They for some reason, you know at hockey that I was the one that goes, if you're gonna do a running session, take a GPS parker because we know you're not gonna do it correctly. Whereas Collingwood yes. were like, hun. We have all faith in you. So I acted through your entire footy career. My whole footy career, they just thought I was, you know, that. And even even now with sports bet, I don't know what I'm doing. But no, here I am. Here you are, <laughs> leading the podcast. A very successful podcast. How did you go so, when you had to be part of um, the grand final show? Oh, fun. I was upon I was part of the grand final review. It's called Twice, actually. Um uh it was very simple because they cater it for um 
for people frauds. who can't do anything. Yeah, for frauds. Um, in saying <laughs> that, though, in saying that, though, I did do music <laughs> in Year 12, so I'm not completely um, musically illiterate. So I do have a little bit of a piece. I was a trumpet player, actually. I played uh, piano for, yeah, 15 yeah, and, and we all oh, no, played the recorder. It doesn't I got make a us... perfect score. For. I got twenty four. I was very good at music, and I was the lead trumpet trumpeter from my school for, for four years. So I did do trumpet. I wasn't that bad at it. But a lot of hot air. I wouldn't. A lot of hot air. Yeah, I could blow a very high note because I'm good at blowing shit. So, yeah. <laughs> but look, I I'm a good actor. Mine. Yeah. My, mine. Mine was my um my dancing skills as a as a young. As a young lass, I was in grade three. Give me a I'm wave if you can't really hear well me so or far. I turn into a robot, please. <laughs> I, my, uh, the grade three, we had a, um, a 60s dance and it was like this special event fundraiser and all the parents and everybody came in, you know, their 60s outfits and I came as a rapper and then we did in the middle of the 60s dance off party and I was the only girl in all boy that did a hip hop dance scene and my father was mortified. <laughs> he thought, Oh, we're gonna go to a sixties dance and my daughter's gonna dance with me in a in a beautiful dress and I came with a backwards hat. I was all dressed in all black and then I was doing the running man whilst you know, everybody else around me. And I had no idea about the dance steps, but I practised. And the boys around me were like, oh, you know, she amazing. was really good. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, that's my biggest. I always went to a dress-up yeah. party. And the dress-up, the, the theme was gangster and I know something. And I thought they meant like gangsters, like hip-hop gangsters. Um, so I went like balls and chain, like, but oh, it was actually no. like gangsters, like oh. with suits and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like the nineties so these kind of beautiful dressed ladies. Yeah, and- yeah. Mm. So I looked out of place. That's so <laughs> funny. Oh, so you 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 were you were G A N G S T A. I thought it was weird that it was mafia and gangsters. I was like, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> I've got photos of me. I've just got like literally this dollar like bling bling chain on. Yeah, no, I've, I've just, I just, yeah, yeah, that was not good. Um, I don't anyway, think you'd be the only one that would get that role. Well, there was me and my friend. We were the only two that got that role. And you went together. Yeah, you would have just got on the same track, like the same, like, you yeah. know, wavelength. No, no, I can I can hear the conversation now. Georgie Parker was probably like, nah, nah, it's definitely this. And she's like, no, I'm pretty sure Mafia is like, and you're like, no, Judge, uh, I Judge definitely Georgie think it's rules, gangster. You're wrong. I'm right. We are going as Tupac and Fiddy Z. <laughs> this is true. That's exactly how it went. Were you there? That's weird. <laughs> You've just transported me back to 18-year-old me. <laughs> if only we could have a photo. That was a transcript. That was a transcript. It definitely goes too um, poof. 
Anyway, yeah. um, if Phil McLaughlin <laughs> wants anyone else to join at the MCG, Mike Brady, for his up there, Kazali, uh, we've got a, a rapper, we've got a gangster, and we've got Red Riding Hood on offer. <laughs> um, very good. All right, then we'll go into rules you can bend or rules you bend. Um, what's this coming from? Tennis. Yeah. Bubs, we're coming into the yeah. French Open and we've had a lot of lead-up tournaments. What has caught your eye? Well, um, there was a game recently with Bublik and Garen and one of them, I can't, I, I don't actually know the players too well, but one of them has done an underarm serve to win the game. So I think it was Bublik does an underhand, so, so he sets up like a normal serve and then watches the player opposite him and then quickly does a really hard underhand serve and to it's an ace. So it's he's won the game that way. And I was thinking, I'm I'm torn. I'm actually really, really torn because I think if I'm if I'm looking at <laughs> it as a good table tennis player. player. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that that you know, the only reason why this is bad is because be they stand so um, far Olympic away. Sport of choice, sport. if you weren't a yeah. soccer. No, no. tennis sport. would be. I think. Yes, it is. That's, no, no, it's not. It shouldn't be. Yes, it is. For I agree. Day. It shouldn't be. But it is. For another day. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. I'm torn. I'm like, if you can do it, because it's quite hard to achieve. A slice say underhand, not under underhand serve. <laughs> I I thought this too when I had like, underhand is a little bit like underhanded tactics. I get the point. Yeah, pun, as but opposed I would to never underarm. Say underhand rather than underarm. I would say under. So I was, I, I, would, I would say backhand, underarm serve. Underhand. That does make sense. But, yeah. But under the under like in this kind of situation, it's underhand because he actually like drops it with his hand like on top of the ball, so it's like underhand. So it's like a, it was like a disguised shot. Like he bounces it to like serve and then just drops it and slices it. So it's it's like a, a like a covert sort of operation that he was doing. So he was deceiving and. Everyone's saying, "Well, what's wrong with it?" See, it's just I agree. A type I agree with you because how far yeah. these guys stand back, especially on these big servers. Nick Kyrgios does this often, and he does it against Nadal because Nadal stands basically on the umpires. He's so far back, and it's to creep them in. It's yeah. to bring them in because then they can do an, a normal serve, and they don't have yeah. as much time. I'm okay with it because I think it's within the rules. They don't do it every time. Yeah. This guy then put his arms up saying, like, I wasn't ready, but you were ready. You weren't ready for that type of serve. Just like you're not ready for a kick serve or yeah. a serve at your body. You yeah. are ready. You're just not ready for that particular serve. I get annoyed when people say that it's underhanded or deceiving tactics when it's actually just skill. Like they yeah. have practised that and they use it in the moment that they see fit because it and is smart gameplay if you're saying don't use it, well, don't use drop shots. Don't use overheads. Like it just, I just think that and. it's silly. And um, I think that it just is, is allowed. If you want to get rid of it, stamp it out by making a rule that you can't do it. Easy fixed. 
But while it's still there, fair game. I think it's different to a bowl, uh, underarm bowl because you can't yes, play you a can't shot play in that. underarm bowl. I agree. You can play this. You can play it if you're ready for it and you go for it. Um, and if you do an underarm serve and you miss, you look like a real idiot. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a definite skill. The way he did it is probably the hardest way to yeah. do an under. It's it not like he lofted um, it up. He Instagram really the other day it. that actually faked a proper serve, and as he came through and down, he yeah. hit it through his legs and it was like an underarm serve. But it was amazing, and I was watching. I'm like, where did the ball just go? How did he serve that? Um, so it is. It's an incredible skill, and I thought, well, I'd have no problem with looking at that. And I think that people that actually complain about it like just look like idiots. I'm like, we well, weren't ready for it. You don't but, know what they're capable of. Are you an idiot? <laughs> Did you just call her an idiot? No, <laughs> not her. Just like no. the complainers in like the opposition that complains when they get done by it. You know, like the guy that was on the other end of that serve, he was complaining about it because he wasn't ready for it. Because I'm not, I'm only torn because, it, you know, there's etiquette and you, you know, you do the right thing. So I'm thinking of all the times that you've stretched the rules or bent the rules yourself. What are some of the things that people, like, frown upon? Like, for me, when I was growing up, I I learned that you you could only get a certain amount of runs when you did cricket and you bowled no ball. So you could only – I didn't know about the whole Australian fiasco about rolling the ball and all that sort of stuff. And it, it's like eight eight balls in and over, isn't it? That's the maximum you can do. Um, or it was school, school cricket rules. and that was the maximum that could happen. So I was I was captain of this team and I said to the shittest bowler that we had, it's your turn to bowl, knowing that she didn't know how to bowl. And I knew that she would get like eight no balls and we'd still win. And in the middle of her over, the coach comes to me and says, you know this is cheating. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I was mortified. And I had to pull her aside because I couldn't change the, the the bowler. And I said, can you please tr- just slow down you were and get it on target? In saying that, in saying that, they it's like um, they do that in baseball when they want to walk a runner. Mm, that's true. Walk a, a batter. So, I mean, that's when... True. I don't know. I mean, I think that there is things where you play things that are frowned upon, but it's like bowling a bouncer when you don't want them to hit a ball very well or bowling one right at their feet. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think about this in the context of hockey, Parker, and I really struggled to find a rule that we used to sort of bend in our favour. Um, Like... I just I well, I really did have to want. Wouldn't be many. I once if, got if a goal really when I was playing in Belgium when the team didn't come out at half time on time and they called time. Oh, and yeah, we okay. went and got a goal, and because my captain and my coach were yelling at me to go down, and I felt awful. We did win the game five 0 so it's not like it was the defining goal, but I didn't feel good about that. But I, I used to get annoyed at people that used to bend the rules as to, you know how we always used to have a GPS on us? 
And they always used to track us and actually rank us as to, you know, distance run, how fast you ran, you know, percentage-wise. And there used to be people that would sprint off the field and onto the field, so useless running, in order to get their numbers up. And I always used to get so angry because they were kind of breaking the rules by getting extra <laughs> metres up without actually doing anything sort of impactful. And, you know, they would look at their results and be like, look, I got a, you know, a green tick next to my name. You got a red. It's like, yeah, but I didn't sprint off the field because I needed to get my metres up. That was me. But it also, <laughs> but once you get out of it, you realise that GPS doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think there's too many because I think there's not as many single moments that that matter. Yeah. I don't mind man catting in, in, in cricket. Well, the have, pet hate for me. We did have the one, Ash, where we used to pause. We used to come in and pause on the on the pulling True in. that, and I did that. Injection. And then they told us we weren't allowed to do that. <laughs> My pet hate for football is when um, a player goes down. So uh, in one of the W League games, the goalkeeper went down and the ball went out and Ellie Carpenter, you know, threw the ball in really quickly and scored while the goalkeeper was down. So completely legal, had to let it go, but, you know, it's just yeah. not etiquette. You shouldn't do that. I'm fine with man-cutting in cricket, you know, when, like, you know, they're out of their crease and you just kind of run past yeah. the bowler and knock it off because I think that the runners usually get an unfair advantage by creeping out of their crease. Yep. So, so, you know, know, that's fine. But I disagree. Baseball equivalent whole, of? Yeah, baseball equivalent of, you know, yeah. um, throwing it to somebody that's trying to sneak a base. Um, but I disagree yeah. with the underarm ball purely because, it's not fair. You can't play at it, and I don't think that's within the spirit of the game. So I'd like to—I don't know—is that being taken out now? Or can you it's been taken out. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Australia. Shameful time to be Australian after that against New Zealand. Very. Yep. Yeah, don't worry. Uh, you, I, I felt the brunt of it by. afterwards. <laughs> I got learned. I got taught that it. lesson straight away you didn't afterwards. Didn't happen to pack any sandpaper. Don't in know your what happened. The same time, by any chance. Oh yeah. There you go. That's cheating. Yeah. That's cheating. Far out. There is a big difference between <laughs> cheating and bending the rules and gamesmanship, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't want to be cheaters. Yeah. But I do want to get an advantage. <laughs> I did I did want to I did want to win really badly, but then when I got caught out, I was like, like oh! I did want to win really badly, but when I got caught out, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're coming into AFL and NRL finals, so let's do just some quick tips before we do that. What have we got here? So we'll do NRL first. Do you know why? Because none of us follow that, and I think it'll be fun to see how we actually go for our tipping because sometimes when you don't know anything, you actually tip really well. So I'm going to go on what mascot would beat the other mascot for this. I like that. And what are you going to go, Bubs? What are you, what are your <laughs> reasonings? Um, I'm going to go. All right. Well, hopefully like you know these colours. The so first up on Friday, we've got the Panthers up against the Roosters. So it's Friday. Well, that's obvious. That's at Panthers, Panthers home stadium. Panthers Maybe. always going to beat a Rooster. Yeah, but but I think Roosters, Roosters will win. Well, are you so. are you thinking are you thinking that you actually know something went, about? NFL, I went Roosters. Well, they won the grand final last year, two in a row, I'm pretty sure. 
Doesn't Nathan Cleary go play Roosters. for Panthers? It's like the only player that I probably he really know. He plays for Brewsters, doesn't he? No, he's Panthers. Isn't him and his dad? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't know anything. I couldn't even tell you how these teams. Um, okay, second <laughs> up, we've got the Raiders up against the Sharks. Ooh. I'm going to go at the GIO Stadium. Sharks. I know Sharks have been bad, like, in recent years, but maybe, I mean, they're going to beat the Raider, aren't they? So, Sharks. <clears throat> So, I don't like green. So you're going <laughs> sharks. Okay. I'm going to write these sharks. down. We've got the next up, we've got the storm up against the Parramatta Eels, and that's up at Suncorp, which is Sunshine Coast. Yes, storm. Storm. Well, storm, I think. I've never seen an eel beat a storm, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They, they, can survive. they can swim, though. It's an interesting battle. And both made of electricity. It's I'm going storm, your storm, your storm. Then we've got yeah. it's a picture of a bunny, so I think it's the Rapatos <laughs> up against the Knights. <laughs> we know plenty. Oh, they're the red they're, and green. What they're white, green and red. They're the one oh, yeah. random sound yeah. guys at okay. them. Yeah, yeah, Russell Crowe used to own them. Yeah. you got That's, a story um, about Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. I'm yeah. going to go the Rabbitohs. I do. I'm going to go the Knights. And I, a knight has to beat a rabbit. Well, then again, if you ever watched um, Monty Python, there's a fairly vicious <laughs> yeah. rabbit in that that beat a couple of knights. Very. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm going nice. Thank you because you just created point. my meme for tomorrow. So. <laughs> Thank Did you, you for that. Tag me in that. Yeah. Um, great. All right. So we've got that. Now we've got the 2020 AFL finals. First qualifying finals, top of the ladder, Port Adelaide versus um, Geelong Cats. This is that Adelaide Oval. Mm, based on it being because I actually feel like I know something about this, I'm going to switch into you know footy mode um based at adelaide oval and also on the season i'm going to go poor adelaide geelong cats i i just don't think that they're consistent enough at the moment there's something about them at the moment that i'm kind of going i just don't feel it thank you for that essay (laughs) (laughs) sorry <laughs> I'm going with Port as well. However, Geelong did beat them by ten goals last time they played. So, I think it, the fact that it's Adelaide Oval, though, for me. Second, we've got Lions finish second up against the Tigers. Tom Lynch is out for this out. match, so their key forward yes. is out. So we've got the Lions. But fun stat: Dusty Barton and Trent Cochin have never lost to Brisbane Lions. They've won fifteen and sixteen each. So. If that's not a damning stat, then I'm not sure what is. I think Richmond uh, know how to play finals. Brisbane recently, not so much. Uh, And it's been fairly dry apparently the last game that they played up there. So if it's wet, maybe Brisbane. But otherwise, I'm going to back in Richmond. I'm actually going Lions because, like you said, they haven't had that. They had finals experience last year. And but before that they hadn't. They finished mm. third bottom the year before. Last year they went straight up, and I think that this year, after their finals experience last year, will just give them a little bit more of a mm. um, 
an experience. So that's for me. That's my that's my smoky. I think I want Brisbane to win though. You know, me too. Me too. So I'm going for Brisbane there. Uh, Then we've got St Kilda, your mob versus the Bulldogs. It's on Saturday. Saints. Well, you know me. I think you could flip a coin to see which team shows up. To be honest, between these two. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna back the same. Hey, hey. Um, I'm yeah, going for, for doggies. no reason. I'm going doggies because of Saints' inconsistencies and they love letting their supporters down. Then we have <laughs> finally <laughs> the Eagles. That's what they do. It's just what they do. Then we've got the Eagles up against the Magpies. Mm. Parker, I mm. actually think Calling the Eagles will win. I think. It'll be a closer game than last time because we actually have a midfield this time. Uh, last time we met, we didn't have Pendles, Steele, Jordan Dugowie, Trelaw. So this time we've got our midfield back, but I still think that West Coast here at home, um, the booze from West Coast will get them over the line. The balls. Ball. Um, Love and I'm just going for Melbourne. West Coast, purely they haven't had to travel. They've won their home games this year. I think they'll have most of their players back by Elliot Yo, um, and then maybe Josh Kennedy, but I think he'll get up for it. And so with that kind of lineup with a lot of players back, I feel them getting across the line. Yeah, me too. Shame. I hate that. I'm a potato. We're all potatoes. It's my favourite segment because it means the show is nearly over. We've got the Spud Awards where we rank whatever we're ranking from the worst type of potato up to the best, the French fry. So what do we have for us? Nelson, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I'm dealing some French fries um, today. I think I've given a lot of Frenchies out the last couple of weeks. But uh, Caitlin Thwaites, um, ex-Aussie Diamond or former Aussie Diamond netballer, she has announced her retirement at the end of this season. She's the goal shooter for the Melbourne Vixens. So the Melbourne Vixens finished top of the ladder. They won the minor premiership. They head into the semifinals this weekend. And uh, I think that... If they get the win, it's going to be a massive win for them based on giving her a really good send-off. I was watching Caitlin Thwaites the other day. She doesn't need to retire. If anything, I was like, she should still be getting picked for the Aussie Diamonds um, team. She was incredible. Just a powerhouse. She lifted when she needed to lift for the Melbourne Vixens. I feel as though they would be wanting her back for next year and would have been doing some pretty heavy negotiation to try and entice her back into the sport. Well... But- we have had that discussion. Do you want to finish on top of your game? Mm. Um, and she clearly does. She, You're right. She's been an incredible athlete for so long. She stopped Aussie Diamonds last year, was it? And yeah. then um, now stopping the Super Super Netball League. Um, I guess the time has come for her. So well yeah. done on her brilliant career. Home and games, I think if you don't love World it, that's Cup stop. Yeah, and I yeah. think, like, you, you love it, Bubs. That's why you want to keep doing it. And that's fair enough and... We give you shit for it, but I love that about you, to be honest. Like, I wish that I loved it when I was younger, let alone when I loved it when it was your age because it's such a good thing. So She gets some French well arts, so well <laughs> done, that. Caitlin Thwaites. Very good career. What do you have, Bubsy? Um, I'm, I'm going with a bit of Keeper's Union. Two different um, games, of course, but I'm going to go with Alyssa Healy giving her some fries for becoming 
the most dismiss dismissals by a wicket keeper in T20 international Love cricket MS all time Tony from India so, to take the title. So I think she's on like 92 dismissals. Yeah. Yeah, she's on 92, nearly got the 93, so that is, like, awesome record. And she's mm -hmm. she's probably got plenty left in her, so she'll, she'll step that um, that I benchmark that. up a bit more, I guess. Good pedigree there of um, cricket history as well. I love that. I love it. I, I know, isn't agree. that awesome? Now, I'm handing out some, oh, what would they be? Lower tier potatoes. Let's go poorly cooked wedges. Oh, so, yeah. No, no yeah. shell cream. Like wedges oh, wedges yeah, are great when cooked well. Wedges are good when they're the, the right thickness, oh. the right mm. seasoning, the right amount, the right ratio of sour cream and sweet chilli. When they're bad, they're really bad. So this is what these are. And it's to the all-Australian selectors. There's oh, a quarter of, I think, seven or nine of them. And my problem with this is that... This is a team that's um, the represent representation of this team should be the best of those positions for that year. It's not a team that plays anywhere where you go, all right, I need to actually get the best players and put them into certain positions. A team of For example, builders. when yeah, when I played hockey for South Australia, I played as a midfielder because I was the best midfielder in my state, but I wasn't the best midfielder in my country. So then I had to go and play as a striker. What they've done is that they've pushed out players who've been the best forwards, for example, who they've pushed them out for midfielders who are big namers who they want in that midfield position. For example, Marcus Bontepelli, he kicked 11 goals and he's in there as a small forward. Meanwhile, Dan Butler's kicked late 20s. Or Tom Papley from the Swans. How can he Papley, not be in? <laughs> Exactly. I think Papley, I can understand. Dan Butler has been good, consistently good. Papley had a really good start, tapered off towards the end. But honestly, the, this is just pissing me off when they put Paddy Danger in there only because he's Paddy Dangerfield, Bontepelli only because he's the Bont. They shouldn't be in there. And it's really frustrating. Same as the wingers. One of the wingers, I think it's um, Cam Guthrie, one of the wingers, I can't remember which one it was, has only spent 4% time in the wing this year yeah. that's not right because this isn't a team that is playing against someone this is a team that's a representation of the best positions for that year in those positions and I think they've just got it wrong of it doesn't mean that you pick them if you're playing them and it just really makes me angry because um yeah there's just players in there that I don't think should be in there and it has been labeled as the worst all Australian team ever um do you think but they've got guidelines isn't it, Sarah? Isn't that, is that one of those? It is, asterisks? it is. And they've come out and said, oh, it's dif more difficult in this year because it's a shortened season. Oh, no, you just want these people in there. But Caleb Daniel as well. Do you think there's the guidelines as to them, as to their position, um, that there's clear guidelines saying that you can only pick people that are pure wingmen, for example, to play in that position or have played the most amount of time, like over 50% in that position? Do you think there's guidelines like that or, or not? Because maybe they I, should think about I don't doing think it rather they're... than picking the best players in the AFL. Otherwise, you do. You've yeah. just got a whole team of midfielders when others miss out that should rightfully be, you know, deserving of their position in the side because they're the best in that position. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you were picking a team that if this was a game that was played around the world, you would 100% put Dusty Martin in. And if he had to fit in the forward line, then you'd put him there. 
but this isn't a team that actually is playing against anywhere. Mm. So it is frustrating when they're putting people in there that aren't playing their positions. I mean, there probably isn't guidelines and it goes off a feel and it is such a subjective thing and every year you have these conversations. Um, and I... I they do do that, but it's a Gaelic, it's a fake one, and nobody, half the team doesn't even play it. Like my brother played that and there's people who are playing in with him that weren't All-Australian um, representation re- team in the All-Australian, sorry, but play because somebody doesn't want to travel or somebody doesn't want to take time off in their break to play. Um, but I don't know, it's just frustrating because there are players who, and again, it doesn't mean anything. Like it's not, it's a fake team. It doesn't do anything. But it is annoying when there's players there purely because of their name. I don't know. Asterix team, but it happens every year and it's just annoying. Um, But look, here we are. We're still alive. The sun's going to come up tomorrow and they're just going to get some badly cooked potato wedges for their time. Yes, and we got no uh, yeah. more curfews. I mean, so yeah, for you, you're gonna have um, no kid at homeschooling once holidays are over, right? That's huge. We love Yay. that. So thinking of all of our Victorian listeners, um, you're getting there five today. Hopefully, it stays down that low. Get that average down, and then can yeah, we're thinking of you. Yeah, but I think the school thing is going to be huge, yeah, life changing for so many families. So um, looking forward. So a bit more normality coming your way as these numbers progressively go down. Ash, you're on mute. Yeah, my dog was saying <laughs> it's time to go. Um, well, it is time to go. <laughs> she Sorry, was barking we'll wrap and I thought, it up. I'll try and turn me on mute so that you didn't have to listen to Tully saying no, wrap it up. Thank you. Thank you. But you know what? It is time to wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you got this way, well done. Um it's always this pointless, but we love it. Thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you tell your mum, tell your dad, like, subscribe, share it. Um, and use Grandy in the sentence. Yeah, if you're having fun, gamble responsibly. Um, <laughs> never use the term Grandy. Let us know what you think. Um, and thank you for voting in our People's Poll. Um, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye.